Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey folks, welcome back. Yes, this is the Doggy Pod again. I hope you enjoyed the last episode in this season, the Doggy Tales. No, it's not really Doggy Tales, it's Vet Tales, isn't no, it? It's, it's Vet Tales vet we're going to be calling this We're going to be talking about all, all things that have happened to me over the years of being a veterinarian and a student as well. Because Dr. Rob has been a vet for a very, very long time. He's a very, very old man. <laughs> well, no, he's just, he started young and, and he's he's done a lot. Um so I'm Stephen Peters, his producer, and, and in today's episode, we are doing, speaking of that, we're doing uh, A Vet's Life, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yeah. And there is some ugly, which we'll get to shortly. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I think a lot of people think, I would love to be a vet, because you're just working with animals, and you're making them better, and you're saving lives, and, and you know, I'm sure that's the good part. It is, but even in the good, there's a lot of hard work, and that's that's forgotten often. Um, you know, I have students come to us because we are a teaching hospital for some universities, and oh, yeah. we do have a lot of students. I've, I always ask the question, what drove you to being a vet? I get stunned that these days I sometimes hear, I didn't know what to do, so I just thought I'd do this. And oh, really? I didn't know what to do, so I thought I, I'd become I'm, a vet. I'm serious. I'm serious. I've heard that said. And Jeez. No, but it takes years to become a vet. It does, and it's little wonder that these sort of people are out by five years. You know, they finish their course and they start working, thinking, "Oh, this is not what I thought it would be," um, and they're out. Which is long hours, long, lot, lot, very long hours, very physical work as well. Um, oh, really? And I don't mind any of that. That's all good. That's all good. I mean, there is an ugly side to that. Because it takes you away from your family and, and it makes social life very difficult. number of Christmas dinners or uh, even weddings I've had to leave early or whatever it is yeah, because right. of, of, of uh, some animal in need has been quite arduous through my life and arduous for my family to accept that all of a sudden oh, dad's off again. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, The kids are often seeing that and just the way it is, unfortunately. But so, But it's good too because at the end of that, Hopefully you've helped an animal in, in some very definite way. And I think that's a big thing with veterinary science. It's, it is a science. It's not like we don't sit beside behind a desk and talk to people about the history of their health and write a prescription for some drugs or write a referral. 
yeah, no, we're not um, doctors, human doctors. We actually are scientists because dogs aren't going to talk to us. We get whatever mm. history we mm. can Good from the point. owner. And then we have to rely on all our senses. You know, touch, uh, of course, is very important. Feeling things, palpating things, listening to both the owners and the dog. You know, just listening to the dog with our stethoscopes, but also just listening to the dog by just watching it and letting it talk to you. And they do. They, For me, dogs do talk to me. Um, you have to do all those things. Look at various you know, aspects down the ears and eyes and observe things. You've got to be very observant as a veterinarian. But it's funny that you should say that. I, I know it makes sense, and, of course, we all get it. But, yeah, you, the big difference between you and a doctor is, of course, the patient can tell a doctor what they, what's wrong with them. Yep. And you're relying on the owner of the dog to kind of interpret what they think is wrong with the dog, which is why they brought it in in the first place. Oh, yeah, you often get the client, okay, yeah, what's wrong with your dog? I don't know. You're the vet. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> what, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he's not himself. Oh, who is he then? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, see, yeah, that's that's a lot of investigative work that you yeah. have to do, I would think. And so it becomes difficult. And then you've got to balance that with costs as well. If you want to run a lot of tests these days, which you can do, you know, we've got fantastic facilities that you can run a lot of tests on dogs and um, do all sorts of even MRIs and CT scans and so on, but it all costs money. Mm. So, you know, people have to think about, when they get a puppy these days, should I do pet insurance? Because if, if you want all those things or need any of those things in the future, you'll wish you had pet insurance. Yeah, yeah. yeah it does help a lot. So, that's but, it, but it must be absolutely the most wonderful feeling to save a dog's life, or any animal, but particularly a dog, like yep. to know that you, you're the one who, who did that. Oh, look, you know, I had uh, a case recently where this poor animal was trying to give birth and she was just had been screaming in pain uh, the owners couldn't get any help because it was after hours they finally got on to us we do run a 24-hour service and they brought the female over um, the puppy was well and truly stuck it was wedged in we had to knock the female out doing the episiotomy to get that puppy out and then a cesarean for all the other pups mm. and we got them all out alive and uh, you know, just bring these what should have been almost a dead pup that was stuck into the world and yeah. getting it to live and then getting all the other pups out alive it's an amazing feeling in itself and uh, what was truly incredible for me i try not to once once the pups are born the, the females awake um we just put them down on the the female if we can get them to have a drink even before they leave the clinic and I swear to you, this female just looked at me with soft eyes to say thank you. <laughs> and so we, I knelt down next to her face and she just licked me. It was just, mm. oh, gosh, you know, I melted. I just, <laughs> you know, it, it's just amazing when it was like she knew I'd helped her. It was just the most yeah. amazing yeah. feeling. Uh, when you get that, it, it is very, very satisfying. But how, how many, like, over the course of a week, if you're, you know, working five days a week or six days a week, you know, do, how many times do you have, not obviously quite that dramatic, but just other uh, other things that you do with a dog where you where you kind of say to yourself, that was really satisfying, That's that was worth me turning up today? Well, look, I wasn't on duty last weekend, but I kept popping in. I always do. <laughs> Can't get out of the place. And there was Dr. Galvin, Kieran Galvin, 
He's an Irishman. He'd have to be with Kieran Galvin, eh? Mm, mm. <clears throat> Lovely man. And the first time I came in, he had a dog that was seizuring from eating snail bait. And uh. he said, bring the other dog, go home, get the other dog at home. And they said, oh, he's not seizuring. Don't <laughs> wait he, for him he, to seizure. He will be seen, yes. <clears throat> so they went and got that dog. He's fixing that up. I went out with Oggy for a little while, came back in. Yeah, that dog, the two dogs were stabilised, and he had a, a, a dog that needed a cesarean section again. Yeah, just boom, he was in there doing that. Mm. Save that dog. And again, I just went out for a bit of a walk and came back in later on, and he was doing a bloat case. Um, it turned out to be a foreign body, a cloth caught inside oh, the dog. Yeah. And so, and it was strange because on the Friday before, I had that just that very thing which we showed on Bondi Vet a dog with a, a cloth foreign body stuck inside it. We filmed it for Bondi Vet. So we, we see these things frequently. Maybe we are a very busy practice, to be honest, um, and we do see a lot of uh, uh, cases because we also do a 24-hour emergency service. So we're seeing these emergencies coming in very often. The weirdest thing, of course, um, was a couple of weekends ago. We're, we're in the middle of winter here at the moment in, in uh, where, where we live, and yet we had a snake bite. Yeah, like that's very unusual. What self respecting yeah. snake's going to be out in winter? But there it was. It was a, a red belly black snake. And Ooh, again, the vet that was on duty saved that dog's life. And uh, without help, that dog would have definitely died. In fact, all those dogs, all those cases I've just mentioned, the dogs would have died. So it's, it's fair to say that every week there are really satisfying parts of the job that you just think, this is why I studied and this is why I am a vet. Yeah, we're not just. Um, I mean, look, we. we like to vaccinate because it prevents the bad bad things. So we see those. We see the desexings. So we're not overbreeding animals in society. Um, we do all the routine things as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, and they're not boring. They're, they're, yeah, if you take a desexing, it's just, oh, it's just a routine thing. And it's not. It's a major surgery. People think desexings, oh, gee, yeah, you shouldn't well, charge still, much for that. Still, yeah, it's it's a major surgery. Invasive surgery. If a female human goes in for a, a hysterectomy, uh, that person's told, do not hang washing up for three months. We've got to do it, and the dog's got to be back to normal within a couple of weeks. Mm, um, mm. And we do, we don't just do a hysterectomy, we do an ovaro hysterectomy. We remove the ovaries and the uterus. And often, obviously, in very small dogs. Oh, then that's microsurgery. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's yeah. just unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah it's not, not an easy task. And in the very big dogs, you're trying to make sure you sew everything up absolutely properly because you don't want anything falling apart and, uh, and and they're big weighty dogs with a lot of intestinal weight on the, the muscles mm. that you've just opened up. So, What's the smallest dog you reckon you've ever operated on? Um, oh, a little chihuahua. We did do a, a tiny little chihuahua when it was very young um, and it had um, uh, it had swallowed a, uh, we thought it was a marble, but it was actually this little, um, it was a round metal thing. Uh, when we x-rayed it was quite quite strange we had to go in there and get that out and that was uh that was definitely microsurgery <laughs> trying what, to get this what about the biggest breed you've ever had to operate on um i guess you know the irish wolfhounds great danes those sort of dogs not uncommon in our practice we've had a lot of big dogs we See, do a lot of big dogs uh, in our practice yes i know but you you would need your obviously your nurses to help you out like physically pick that dog up and put it on the on the table and you? that's why i've got a bad back because <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah you're talking about an animal that weighs what 20 kilos maybe or yeah yeah. It's it's oh no the uh, Great Dane you're talking sixty seventy eighty kilos 
Oh, wow, okay. Uh, they're big dogs, you know. Irish Wolfhounds, 60, 70, 80 kilos, some Jeez. of those. So 20 kilos is a, a big dog, but it's just saying uh, a large cattle dog would be 20 kilos. Not even large, a cattle dog would be 20 kilos. Kelpie's around 16 kilos. Yeah. So you know, a Labrador would be 30 kilos, 28, 30 kilos. Do you, um, do you hang out much with other vets? Oh, oh. yeah, we, we, we sort of do. In fact, we... Had a big reunion of uh, the vets from my year, forty-five years of being veterinarians, and uh, yeah, we okay. do we do talk, you know, uh, talk the bull, shoot the bull quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and for people who may not know, but probably most do, Rob, Dr. Rob also appears on uh, on Bondi Vet, uh, the TV series, and um, and is. Does a lot of regular work for for that show, don't you? Yeah, and it's not on TV anymore. It's actually on YouTube. Yeah, it does Facebook. really well on, on yeah. YouTube and Facebook. Yeah. yeah, don't see it much. On, don't see the mod, the modern ones, the more recent <laughs> ones on on. Uh, yeah, and TV. No, apparently it does better on YouTube and and uh, all the social media sites than it ever did on television. Correct. Which is good. So yeah. it's all on there. If you, if you want to see some of those things, by all means, we did a live cesarean cross once there. Yeah, they came in. It was a yes, cesarean when you was going to happen, and uh, well, I remember but, we did a doggy pod live cesarean. Did. Oh, that's right. Where did they Very get the early. idea from? Yeah, exactly, exactly, long before <laughs> then. Yes. And that ran on our on our yeah. Facebook page. So th- there's lots, obviously, lots of rewarding. Oh, very much so. Very event, much. Yeah. Right. And then there's the other side, the bad side. So okay, so that's the, the good. Now talk about the bad. Oh, the worst. <laughs> yeah, but, well, obvious it's ones. It's funny. Yeah. I often. I remember once I was doing anal glands on a dog. Oh, and apparently the smell is pretty Oh, the smell. Bad. And if it gets on you, if you make a mistake and it squirts the wrong way and it, gets, it just doesn't come off for the rest of the day, you've really got to go and shower and change clothes because that will stay with you. The oil inside those anal glands is very, is very tenacious and ugh, very malodorous. Yes, stinks like crazy. But... I was doing these anglings and, and this guy said, oh, it must be the worst job. I said, no, it's not. No. It's not. I think we all know and, what the worst and, and yeah, job I, is. And, yeah, it's been the worst job for me since I really entered the profession as a student yeah. and still is the worst job. You know, your dog just trusts you. And I'm not talking my dog. I'm talking about the mm. owner's dog still trusts me. And I pick up its paw and I will take a little bit of hair off the leg Mm-hmm. And my nurse will you know, raise its vein, and I will place a needle into the vein mm. and pull back, and the the blood mixes with the green solution. The red blood mixing with the green solution, it all goes black, and these black clouds tell you what's about to happen. As, as far as I'm concerned, and you start pushing the solution into mm. their veins and. It's, I mean, it's it's obviously painless for the dog. It is, but there's a, they, a stiffening just before it happens. But they would know. It's I mean, dogs sense sense. And then, sense oh, as well. they just look at you as if to say, I don't know if they're saying thank you or not. I don't think so. Well, I just I, yeah. look, Stephen. I I'll tell you now. I I remember them all. I remember. Well, them Well, I was all. going to say when you were a young vet. Yeah. Do you remember the very first time you had to do that? Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I certainly do. I remember the very first one too well. Yeah. And I, I remember others way, way too well. They stick in my nightmares uh, more than I ever want to. Um, it's it's the worst part for me of veterinary science. And it's <clears throat> becomes worse when it's you know, 
sometimes you get the people just, oh, I'll leave the dog and see you later. I just don't want to be there when it happens. Mm, mm, um, mm. Sometimes you get the people that, um, you know, it's a healthy dog and I don't want, they don't want it, just want to put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you, that's, that's the wicked part about microchips. In the old days, I'd say, yeah, we'll put it down, you go. And we didn't, you didn't all the yeah. time, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, so sue me. <sighs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, we'd find a good home for it. But now with microchips, you can't do that anymore. What do you mean? Well, if you... Are they deregistered, do they? Or? Well, you know, the, the microchip, you know, if, if it, they don't deregister and stays in that original owner's name, if the dog happens ah, to get out and, yeah, right, yeah they right. said, hang on. I, I paid I, you to do to, this. To put and, this dog down yeah. and it's still alive. What happened? A bit of a legal problem. Oh, a big yeah. legal battle. So it becomes, you've got to try and ask them, can I keep the dog? Can I find a home for the dog? No, I wouldn't want the dog put down. Often people will say that. Yeah. They don't want anyone else to have the dog, but they don't want the dog. Can you believe that? And it's a healthy dog. And if you refuse to do it, the concern... And, Pete, and vets do refuse to do it. No, I'm not going to put a healthy dog down. Um, I've heard too many stories where the dog gets bludgeoned to death or shot. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's you're better off just accepting it and doing it for the dog's sake, yeah. even though it hurts like crazy when it's a good, healthy dog. It's hard enough... For me, the older the dog gets, the harder it is for me. Even though they're very old, they're in need of yeah. There must be times over. where you know the Absolutely. dog's in pain. There's nothing else I can do for this dog. It's yeah. now got cancer or whatever. It hurts. It hurts like crazy. I promise you, it mm. really does. It um, it's one of the reasons I've enjoyed living where I work because I can once I put the dog down, I'll often go home for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, because I have to gather myself before I go back. I mean that would that would I'm guessing for all vets never be routine, would it? No, it, it, yeah. you might um, you might learn to accommodate it. You never want to get used to it. Yeah, I'm, I'll never be used to it, and unfortunately for me, um, and for my clients, unfortunately for my clients, I tell them I'm not good at this because I haven't learned to accommodate it. And there are times when I'm in the room. Um, I, I think. One time the client was consoling me. <laughs> yeah. It really it was, you, know, you see these, understand we've seen some of these animals since they were puppies and I've seen yeah. them right through their yeah. life. Yeah, that would be yeah. super and hard. Yeah. Then, you know, I've seen all the good things with those pups and then I have to do that when they're older. It's, uh, it's tough. It's like, because the other thing is I often say to the clients, okay, you can take my dog home but look after him is my dog they become my dog especially when they save, I've saved their life mm. 
you know, I feel like they're part of me, a part of my dog. And um, each euthanasia, especially when it's a healthy dog, I feel just takes a little bit of my soul away. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully most of the time it's a dog that's thanking you because it's in a lot of yeah, pain. Yeah, exactly. And there's, mm. as you say, there's nothing that can be done. It might have cancer mm. or whatever it might be. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's And that, that's the other thing. Is the, the other big problem is when is it time to put my dog down? That's what people often ask me. You know, I, the first thing I say to them, because you dare ask that question, you will know in your heart when it's time. But the things to look for when the dog can't get up to go out to the toilet, um, you don't. Mm. dogs hate losing their dignity. Don't let them lose their dignity. So when they can't get up to go to the toilet, it's time. When they can't get up to go to the food bowl, when they don't want to eat, those sort of things. Mm, they're just not enjoying they're life. It's just too much pain to get up. It's too much pain to walk around. It, it's time. Mm. You know, they're the things I look for. But by the same token, dogs will do sometimes more than they should. And if they're walking around and showing a lot of pain, it's time. You know, don't wait for them to suffer more because they can't get up. Mm. Just don't wait for that. Because mm. often that's what people say, oh, look, he's not too bad, he's not crying out. And I'll say he's suffering, all we're waiting for is for him to cry out, we're waiting for him to suffer more. Yeah, that's a good and point. that's tough. And that's the bad, that's the real bad. The ugly, the ugly. Yeah, let's, because, uh, yeah, on behalf of dog owners <coughs> everywhere, Dr. Rob, we salute you and every other <coughs> vet in the world for mm. doing something that uh, we can't imagine us But you don't, do. not everyone salutes us. Yeah, not <laughs> everyone does, so, which brings us to... the ugly. Let's that's get the to ugly. the ugly, because I'm sure you've got a couple of ugly stories, probably most of them involving, involving dog owners. It's the owners. The dogs are never ugly. I mean, dogs will try and eat <laughs> me and try and attack me sometimes because they've not been socialised properly. Yes. But it's not the dog's fault that hasn't been socialised properly. It's the owner's fault. But the ones that get... I mean, we know when, when the owner comes in, the first thing he says to you, oh, he doesn't bite. Well, a dog that doesn't bite, owners never think to say that. <laughs> when they say, oh, he doesn't bite, you think, oh, he bites. Because, <laughs> yeah, why mention it? Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't even think to mention it with a, with a friendly dog. Um but it's the owners. I mean, I understand being emotional about the dog. Trust me, I understand it. Hey, I got Italian genes. <laughs> do they dis- do they do dispute emotions. your um, your prognosis though? Uh, I don't mind that either. I don't mind them dis- look disputing my diagnosis or prognosis. I don't mind them giving another opinion. All of those things. But sometimes it's the manner they do that, or the worst thing is they're very rude to the girls out the front, to the receptionist, very rude to the nurse. Oh, but they're all lovey-dovey to the veterinarians. Doesn't yeah, cut it for me. Okay. Doesn't cut. We're all we're equal. My staff are equal. My nursing staff, my kennel staff, my receptionists—they're above me, not equal. I think they're above me. They, they do better work than I do, and they deserve to be respected. We had to put a notice up. Uh, especially just after COVID, where people seem to have lost respect for each other. We put a notice up saying um, that this clinic just doesn't accept that sort of behaviour, and if you do that type of thing... What, what, being rude? Rude or, yeah, very rude. (laughs) You have no idea. Really? Come on, come on, give give us a example. I'm going to give you one of the the worst ones. Okay, what's Um, an example? We had uh, two clients arguing and you know, one of them was about you know, I don't know what they were even arguing about now I can't even tell you mm-hmm. <laughs> but outside one of them 
turns around and drops her pants and shows her ass to the other client. What? Client. We have it on camera because we have security <laughs> cameras. I and you don't serious. know what they were arguing about. I have no idea what the argument was about, but did, really, did you have to be that rude that you... <laughs> Yeah, kiss well, my ass. I don't be, know. Better to do it outside than in the clinic, oh, I guess. But, yeah. Well, that, but yeah, we've had that sort of thing. We've had that, yeah, that type of thing very often. You must have had uh, owners had, who are unhappy with just oh yeah uh, the, uh, the fact it's going to cost this much money and that's just what it is. I'm sorry. Look, that's that's very often the thing, and I've been accused many times of doing it just for the money, and I think. Come and have a look at my wages. Yes, anybody yeah, and, that knows uh, you would not say that. Oh, I've been accused of doing it for money. Probably one of the worst ones I ever had was this, not clients, and it was a time when we were doing emergencies only for our own clients. Um, these were not clients, but the puppy had passed blood from its bottom, so oh. it was in a lot of trouble. And <clears throat> I said, yep, yeah, come in. So the young girl came in with a guy in tow, and he, of course, had a beer in his hand while he was... Yeah, very, Classy. Very respectful. So we went to the consult room, white gums, you know, uh, had a history of passing blood. <clears throat> I said, look, it's most likely a bad viral infection. I'll take him in, we'll put him on the drip, we'll watch him through the night. Um, we may have to take some x-rays. That'll, you know, t- I'm telling them all the costs of that. Yeah. The guy said, no, no, just give him the needle. I said, no. I said, what needle? I said, the needle. I said, what, to put him down? No, the needle will make him better. I said, what needle is that? <laughs> this guy wanted to physically fight me because really? I wouldn't give the dog the needle. Whatever needle that might be. Whatever needle it was. <laughs> and I said, look, I think you... And I said, look, I'm sorry. I don't want to do this to your puppy, but I think you guys better leave. Oh, really? And he was outside and he started causing... So much problems I had to call the police. No. He what was, is wrong with people? Oh, aggression. And yeah, he's, he's an aggressive drunk. Um, this guy, he was obviously... I mean, who, who brings a beer to the vet clinic? <laughs> it's not a bad idea now that you mention it, but... You well, know, in the waiting room while you're waiting for yeah, a long time. Sometimes, yeah, you can No be there appointment, I'm waiting around. So, But yeah, it can get very, very ugly. I've had to call the police a few times um, for people like that that want to be aggressive for whatever reason. I understand the emotions taking over you know, because of the love of your pet, but... Veterinarians, veterinary nurses, veterinary receptionists, kennel staff, all those people are trying to help your dog or your cat or whatever it is. They're just trying to help and they're doing their best to help you. Mm. For you to take it out on them because, yeah, and that's the other thing, of course, people don't accept that their pet might die. Yeah, pets do die, animals die. Mm. That's yeah. part of life. We all die, mate. That's the only certainty, and, but people don't accept that. And so all of a sudden you're saying, yeah, this dog's going to die. Or look, I didn't. The worst ones are where you don't expect them to die. You think they're going to be okay, and then overnight the, the dog does die, or during the day the dog does die. It just it happens for whatever reason, and the post mortem usually shows you a reason. Um, Have you ever had um, clients that? How can I say this? Are, are just not pleasant people. Oh gosh, around. yeah. yeah we're, we're, fortunately, we're at the stage now where, for us. When they're not pleasant and they continue not to be pleasant, we can tell them not to darken our doorway. But I'll tell you one story. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a, a I, won't, I won't mention the breed. They went to Sydney University and the university said, oh, it's a reproduction case, go and see 
Rob Zammett out at the vineyard, so they... What they wanted to reproduce. They wanted to reproduce, one right. the puppies. So, yeah, they came in and I did my little song and dance routine and tap dance and <laughs> I got this bitch pregnant. And um, uh, right. during the pregnancy, she got bloat. So they raced to the university because that was the closest place. Um, and on the surgeon was out doing another case on horses because it was the university out, out west. Mm-hmm. And they said... Um, we just don't have a veterinary surgeon at the moment on duty here. And so they said, right, we'll go to Zammit. So they, I got a phone call. I was off that day. They were coming in. It was a Sunday. And the vet was in day with consultations. And it was the bitch that was pregnant. And she's got bloat. So I said, I'll come over. I went over, opened her up. And I said, look, she's very advanced pregnancy. And it's interfering with the stomach. I need to desex her. No, this litter is very important to us. But we, we might lose a litter. If we lose the bitch, we'll lose everything. Yeah. No, this litter is very important to us. You so, cannot desex her. So risk the life of the dog. So I did a, what I could, which wasn't everything. I, I normally like to sew the stomach up to the um, to the side of the abdominal wall. I couldn't do that because the pregnancy was in the way. But I emptied the stomach out, we did a lavage, we did everything else, we saved the bitch, we saved the puppies, they didn't abort. The bitch then had to have a caesarean after hours, they didn't go to the university, they came straight to us, and we did an after hour caesarean. Later on we vaccinated all the puppies, it was pre-microchipping days, Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason they just hadn't paid the bill yet for any of these things. Oh, really? This has been going on for a while now, I Yeah, quite think. some months. And the bitch got bloat again. They took her to the university, and the university said, oh, she hasn't had a gastropexy. And, uh, Which is what? Which is, which is sewing the stomach up to oh, yeah. the side. Like I yeah. said, we couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, these people went to fair trading. Oh. Hang on, the story gets worse. <laughs> so I had to front fair, fair trading. and Which is a government authority, by yep. the way, for people. Yes. And the bill now is around about $10,000. And Fairtrade said, well, look, you two have to go and talk about it first in the some room and then come back and may have to have another court date. By now, I was you know, I was producing a lot of stomach acid thanks to this case yeah. and losing yeah. a lot of sleep. We go into the room. The first thing that the woman says is, oh, and it was a really hot day. I'll never forget this. Um, if you drop the bill, we'll drop the case. <laughs> And you well, know what I did, Stephen? I dropped the bill. I bet you but did. But wait, wait, there's more. <laughs> and people, you're not going to believe this one. <laughs> We're going out of the court or whatever it is. It is court. So you're going out of the court. And there was an old woman. She said, oh, where are you parked? And she's talking to me. I said, oh, I'm just parked out there. Oh, I've had to park down there. Can I get a lift from you? No. So after she's just tried to screw you, well, has screwed you. <laughs> and I said, uh, yes, I'll give you a lift. <laughs> So You're wait, there's good. more. <laughs> You're too good. Wait, there's more. I'm giving this old lady a lift, or was a dear old lady, giving her a lift down to her car. Mm. And she said, oh, I've got this case of this bitch which I'm having uh, some more trouble with. And I said, well... What, another one? Yep. I said, you'll have to talk to your veterinarian. Oh, you're still my veterinarian. She said, I still trust you. I said, <laughs> yeah, you're quite right. A veterinary um, relationship is built on trust, and I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> So good on you. The next day she tried to make an appointment. We haven't seen her since. Yeah, good. Oh, <laughs> so, yes, you get the ugly, all right. Can you believe that case? That's, yeah. Well. <laughs> Pretty sick. 
hopefully, well, I was going to say hopefully she's irritating somebody else, but yeah, she's that's probably not irritating me anymore. No, that's all I care about. I, I hope she's not irritating. I hope she's nice to people and we hope she learns bills. something from that. I anyway. doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was a, that was just a just a taste of the good, the bad, the ugly of uh, the life. Don't tell me we've wrapped up again. Yeah, we have wrapped. Up. It's going too fast, Stephen. I have to think about something else. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of time and there's plenty more episodes of the Doggy Pod coming your way very soon. So keep an eye out and keep us always keep an eye out on our on our socials on Instagram and, and Facebook, um, particularly Instagram because we, we post a lot uh, there. And um, we will see you uh, next time for Absolutely. another episode. Absolutely, I'm going to go and talk to some nice clients now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.